morning, Chicago. You're listening to Inspirational Perspective. I'm your host, Linnell Harris, your very own life coach right here on WBON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. Inspirational Perspective on your radio is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. So as I ask you every Sunday morning, are you living the best life possible? And this is the place to be to explore that possibility. Well, good Sunday morning. It's, uh, let me tell you, quite a shock to the system. I had the opportunity to be out on vacation last week, which is one of the reasons you heard, uh, a rerun last week and um wow it's a lot of snow in chicago and woke up this morning to more snow so if you're on the roads right now i'm telling you be careful be careful don't let your context of time get you in trouble on the way here so i left out a little early so i could you know get here safely and on the way here a gentleman went right past me man I mean, he flew right past me on the damn Ryan. I thought, hmm, <laughs> my car is four-wheel drive, pretty good traction. That don't feel, it didn't feel safe for me to go that fast. Then a little further up, saw him, and uh, he had spun out, ran into the wall. So, and by the way, it took me about, I mean, five, ten minutes to catch him. Sometimes we think the fast way is the best way. Tell you, take your time this morning, take your time. Um, which is what I told Love McPherson, who will be in the studio shortly. But, uh, due to the weather, she's, uh, a little behind, which is completely okay with me because it's all about our safety at the end of the day. But despite all that, I hope you all are doing well. I know I'm doing well. I feel completely recharged. And today we'll be talking about relationships and love. So you definitely want to stay tuned because one of the things I know is that we all want to be loved. We all want to be loved. And I think there's a song lyric that says, there's no greater thing than to be loved or to love and to be loved in return. And who better to talk about love than love? Love McPherson. So she'll be with us in a few minutes here. Looking forward to that. And what we'll be talking about, the topic, of course, is relationships and love with the upcoming Valentine's Day. Gerald, you ready, man? You ready for Valentine's Day? You got your wife all handled, brother? <laughs> he put his hand up and shook it, you know, somewhat. You got a few days. You got a few days all handled. I'm, I'm the same place with you. I kind of got it all in mind, but, you know, still a few things to do. Uh, but Valentine's Day is coming. And typically when Valentine's Day is coming, you walk into the stores, you walk into the mall, you see hearts, you see pink. And the one thing that's on our mind is relationship, relationships and love. And the questions that we'll be talking about today with Love McPherson are one, the myths of love and marriage. And one of the reasons I call them the myths is because I'm still, you know, pretty much a newlywed, let's say. Okay. So I've been uh, coming up on three years this year. I've been married and, um, which marriage for me is somewhat of a miracle 
because I never uh, early on, I did not want to be married. I thought marriage just did not make sense to commit to somebody for the rest of your life, not knowing who that person is and what it is that they may do that could completely that can completely change and shift your life. Why would I attach myself to another human being indefinitely for the rest of my life? I just couldn't understand it. And one of the things that really transformed my relationship to marriage, to love, to commitment was ontological coaching and having an ontological coach working through that process. But it wasn't just coaching. Right. And by the way, coaching is creating from the future. But it was also therapy. Um, I went through therapy in terms of getting connected with what I needed and some of the trauma and abuse that I had suffered in the past that I didn't know was actually inhibiting my ability to commit in relationship. So today we're going to talk about a lot of that. We're going to talk about a lot of that because, like I said, one of the things I know is we all want to be loved and we also want to be loved the way we want to be loved. Right. So one of the questions that I'll be asking love today, and of course, I want to hear from you all. Um, and definitely you can call in and ask her questions as well. Seven, seven, three, five, nine, one, sixteen, ninety is, you know, why do singles want to be married so badly? And maybe not all singles. Right. I think it's probably overwhelmingly more so on the female side you know, overall, where there's this, you know, this dream about marriage, this dream about love, this dream about companionship. And then I know for me, as a man, when I was stepping into the realms of love, into the the realms of marriage, one of the things I heard from a lot of my male friends was, don't do it. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. Your whole life is going to change. And a lot of them were married. A lot of them were married and they envied my single status. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, too. What creates the shift in relationship that causes someone to pursue? Right. Because let's remember, these same men pursued these women they married. All right. To pursue a woman to get down on one knee, which is traditionally still what happens. Right. The man is asking, although I've seen. I've seen some videos on YouTube and some things on Facebook where it seems like women are being encouraged to ask. Right. But the man is asking. So this man is asking for this woman's hand in marriage. And then somewhere along the way in that relationship. Right. Whether it's a year, two years, five years. Somewhere along the way in that relationship, that same man no longer wants to be in that marriage. And a lot of them seem to be hostages of the marriage, right? Or hostages of their families. Yeah, I would leave, but I've heard this. I would leave, but it's too expensive. If I left my wife, the amount of money I would have to pay in child support, the amount of money I would have to pay and potential alimony is hideous. And so as a result, that is the reason I stay committed. Let's think about that, right? Not committed because of the love they feel or committed because of the word that they put out to be in that marriage for better or worse, but committed because 
of the potential financial obligation that is not attractive. So we'll talk about that as well. Then another question I have for love is why do some married folk want to be single? So you got the singles wanting to be married and then the married folks wanting to be single. And this even crosses the, you know, the chasm in terms of, you know, the ladies in some, in some ways, right? So what is it about relationship that has us, you know, on a Valentine's Day Eve or coming up has us in a lot of ways wanting relationship, but then getting in relationship and not wanting it? Interesting. So we'll talk about that. Now, I have my opinion on it, and I've done, like I said, I've done a lot of work in coaching on myself. Um, I had to learn a lot about myself. We'll talk about that in the second hour, why identity and purpose is so important as we enter into relationship, right? And that's one of my beliefs, that part of the reason many people do not do well in relationship is because they don't know themselves. And one of the things I've heard is, yeah, I'm in relationship with someone who it feels like they don't really know me. Or I've heard this too. I'm in relationship with someone who I feel like I can't really get the real them. Like I'm in relationship, but I don't feel like I'm all the way in. Like I'm I'm not necessarily fully, fully connected to this individual. You know, they don't know me. I don't know them. And I'll tell you my belief, and we'll talk about this in a second now. My belief is that, yeah, you're probably right. That's probably true. And the reason why you're not connected to that person, the reason why you can't really get in a full relationship with that person is because they don't even know themselves. How can you fully know someone on an intimate level and feel fully connected to them when they don't even know themselves. Now, what do you mean, Linnell? They don't know themselves. Here's what I mean by that. Many of us aren't clear on our passions, like the things that really drive us, right? And I know this because I led workshops. I talked about this on a regular basis. Many of us aren't clear on our passions, so we don't know. We don't know this. Many of us aren't clear on who it is that we are, Right. The roles that we play in life. Many of us don't even know our own strengths. What are my strengths? What are the things that I am good at that I inherently bring to the table that people can value me for? Like, what are those things? We don't know that. Right. So when it comes down to getting to know someone else, well, that's very difficult. That becomes extremely difficult. Difficult. Many of us don't know our talents. And yes, talents and strengths are completely different. And that's why we are where we are. Now, here's the deal. I'm going to make two announcements today. If you recall, two weeks ago, I talked about the Murder Mediocrity Summit. And relationship and love is one of the things that we're going to talk about. It's one of the things that we're going to talk about at the summit. And I'm proud to announce a couple of the speakers. But the first speaker that I want to announce is... Mrs. Love McPherson. Mrs. Love McPherson is one of the speakers at the Murder Mediocrity Summit that is taking place on March 31st, 2018. 
And she is right here in the studio with me. Good morning. Good morning. Love. How what are you? What an honor. What an honor. <laughs> Man, no, the honor is all mine. Me, as a matter of fact, um, I'm going to finish talking about this summit. We're going to talk about you. I, I, got, I got to give you your props because uh, you are the hardest working woman in relationships. Uh, <laughs> that's the goal. Yes, yeah, the that hardest, is the goal. The hardest working woman in relationships and the hardest working woman that talks about love that I know. Okay. But so real quick about the summit. Here's the reason why you want to buy a ticket to the summit right now. One, the tickets are half price. Ooh. Okay. Early bird. And the discount code is early bird. All right. So one, the tickets are half price. Two, Mrs. Love McPherson will be there. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> and she will be talking about one of the four pillars of life. Now, you, Linnell, what are the four pillars of life? Well, the four pillars of life are first, right? Your health and your well-being. Can't get past that. There's no life without it. <laughs> you know, let your let your health. As a matter of fact, um, some years ago, I busted a tendon in my pinky, love. Okay, in my pinky finger, wow. right? The one you don't think about. Yeah. But I busted a tendon in playing football, and I was like, man, I need my pinky, <laughs> right? So, and that's my pinky finger. Mm-hmm. So imagine if. I don't have other aspects of my health. Absolutely. I cannot function properly. No. I cannot be at my best. So we're going to talk about how we can function at our best. One of the things I heard my clients say last week, I was talking to one of my clients, and we're talking about well-being and love. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, well-being and health. And part of the reason why they can't achieve what they're looking to achieve in their lives is because their health is holding them back. Mm. Right? So we'll be talking about that at the summit. We'll also be talking about relationships and love, right? <laughs> and that's why I love McPherson will be there. Working money. Now, you can have your health. That's right. And you can have love. Maybe for a while, because if you don't have money, they're going to have problems, Ooh, ain't they? I'm telling you, it's going to affect the love, y'all. It's, it's going to affect the love. <laughs> say, love ain't everything, right? So we're going to talk about work and money at the summit, okay? And I have Matt Zapala. So that's the second announcement. Matt Sapala will be here next week. Now, who is Matt Sapala? Some of you all might be hearing that name for the first time. Some of you all might be hearing that name and you know exactly who I'm talking about. Matt Sapala is the money smart guy. You can go right now to social media. And if you look up money smart guy, then you will be introduced to Matt Sapala. Now, why did I invite Matt Sapala to the summit? Now, one of the things that I did is everybody who will be a speaker at the summit I have some type of personal interaction with. These are people who I trust. These are people who, if I need to talk about my relationship, right? If my wife and I need to sit down, we don't sit down with somebody else. Mm-hmm. We sit down with Love McPherson. Okay. <laughs> now, so I'm not just, I'm not bringing people to you all because it sounds good or because of who they are or what they've done in social media. No, I'm bringing them to you because of what the impact they've had on me. Oh. That's awesome. Right. The impact they've had on me in these areas of my life, the pillars of life. Okay, so Matt Zapala, the special thing about Matt is Matt went from practically nothing to a millionaire in three years. Wow. Okay, And his concept, his philosophy on work and money is fantastic and is something that we need to hear. Mm. So Matt will be a speaker at the summit. I'm excited about that. Again, I'm excited about all these speakers too. I'm oh, yeah. telling you, I'm going to sit through the whole thing. You all. And, <laughs> and there's one person I can't announce because he's not, he hasn't signed the contract yet, but he said he would. He is a comedian and actor 
and he will be at the summit as well. I can't tell you the name, but this is what I'm telling you. The early bird pricing ends on the 14th. Okay, February 14th. Yes, I did that for a reason, because if you want to show yourself some love, then you should be buying your ticket to the summit. (laughs) All right. Now, the fourth pillar recovered the first three pillars. The first pillar is well-being and health. All right. The second pillar is relationships and love that we're going to talk about today. The third pillar is work and money, work and money. All right. And then the fourth pillar is purpose and spirituality. All right. And here's the thing about the fourth pillar. Many of us try to ignore this pillar. Many of us try to act as if spirituality does not play some type of key role in our life or that purpose doesn't play some type of key role in our life. And this is part of the reason why many people wake up and feel lost every day. Why many people get up and go to work on a Monday at a job that they do not like, a job that is stressing them out, a job that is robbing them of their health. Why? Because they do not know their purpose, number one. And if they do know their purpose, they don't know how to activate it. And they're not completely connected to their power. And their power is their spirit. And the communion between you and your spirit is your spirituality. That's good. That's some good stuff. That's, that's what we're going to be stuff. talking about at See, the summit. That's some good stuff. So if you want to know how to get tickets, you need to go to murdermediocrity.com. Um, or you can follow me on social media. The links are everywhere at Linnell Harris. But go to murdermediocrity.com to purchase your ticket again. They are 50% off right now using the early bird discount code. All right. So. That is the information about the summit. I'll share it again towards the end of the show, but murdermediocrity.com. My wife's going to type that in the Facebook feed for those of you on Facebook. And I want to talk to Love McPherson. <laughs> um, so first and foremost, how are you? I am doing well. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Now, now, I believe some of the listeners know you. I know there are a few people on, on Facebook Live right now who are saying, hey, love, how are you? And they're excited to hear what you have to say today, okay? And I'm excited, too, because, like I said, you've had an impact in my life, all right? Now, here's the thing. You've had an impact in my life. You've had an impact in many other people's lives. And um, you are, like I said, the hardest working woman. But I want to share your credentials with those of, you know, people who may not be as familiar with Love McPherson, as I am. But before I do that, just tell me about, I mean, your last few days. What have you been, what have you been up to, love? I've been doing a bit of traveling and moving about. A uh, bit? A bit? Just a okay. bit. <laughs> so I'm tell us a little bit about over. it. You know what? In the past couple of weeks, uh, I have had the opportunity, which is, is great because anytime I have the opportunity to impact relationships, it's, it's, um, it's phenomenal. So I've been in Detroit. I have, you know, I have a Tuesday, Thursday morning, radio broadcast where I'm with Sonia Blakey and we do the relationship segment in the morning at eight o'clock. Uh, that's inspiration 1390. I also have been to, uh, the Willie Moore Jr. show. I just came from Atlanta. We had a good time flat out, you know, yeah. and, uh, and then I, last night I was at, uh, Salem Baptist church. Oh no, yesterday. 
I, I'm losing track of my days. That was Saturday. I was at Salem Baptist Church, and we had a phenomenal time at their marriage um, retreat. I was uh, able to do be a speaker for them and talked about intimacy. Today I'm here on WVON, and if you want to catch this Sunday, and then Monday morning, you want to catch me at 9.30 on WGN-TV. I'm going to be doing a segment over there. So it's it's been a lot, but hey, like, I'm working it. <laughs> so, so like I said, I'm not fibbing when I say she's one of the hardest working women in relationships and love, and we appreciate you. Oh, and I, I appreciate, I appreciate you, you being here this morning. Platforms. Yeah, I appreciate you being here this morning to talk about this pillar of relationships and love. Now, I'm going to go through your bio real quick because there's a few people who, you know, you just shared that credibility, right? But they need to know a little bit more. And then I want to, your wonderful husband, yes, he is. who is a favorite of mine, is also in the studio. He's a favorite of mine, too. And he, okay, okay. Probably more yours yeah. than mine, right? Okay. But uh, definitely a man and a gentleman that I admire. And uh, let me tell you, after being married uh, almost three years, any man that can hold on to a woman for 34 years. <laughs> Yes, sir. That's what you've done, right? Yes, sir. It's 30, gonna, it'll be 35 years, May 6th. Of this 35 year, years yes, of marriage. <laughs> yes. And she over here smiling. Yes. And, and you know, anything, anytime you're able to divide it by five, you've got, you reach some successes, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you can divide that by five, seven <laughs> times. All right. And uh, their, their beautiful daughter, Tiffany McPherson, is also in the studio. Yeah, so, hello. Yes, yes. So, lovely to have the McPherson's in the studio, but... Here's a part of her bio that I love. It said, it has been said that relationships just don't last anymore. Well, that may have been true up until Love McPherson. And when she stepped on the scene with over three decades of relationship experience, Love McPherson is the relationship expert that is sure to have you longing for more. And I think that's more of your love, more of your marriage, more of your relationship, right? That's the goal. And her name is more than a title. For over 34 years, love has lived the lessons in her marriage to Tony McPherson, her college sweetheart. Yes. So I had this philosophy that if you get married young, it don't work. <laughs> and you all have just blown that yeah, myth out the have. water. Okay. You've blown. We're early 20s. <laughs> right? Early. Right? Yeah. Early 20s, happily married. And I know that there were challenges, I'm sure. Ooh, right? Absolutely. Because every relationship has challenges. And one of the things I, I want to talk about is not just relationships of love and marriage, but also relationships, period. Right. Mm -hmm. Relationships, sister yeah. to sister, brother to brother, yes. mother to son, mother to daughter, father to son, father to daughter. Right. Because all of these relationships are important in our life. They all impact the others. And I think often we think about when we think about Valentine's Day. We think about the romantic qualities of Valentine's Day. But, hey, my first Valentine was my mom. Mm -hmm. Right. Many yeah. of us. Mm -hmm. Our first okay. Valentine was our mom or was, or was our dad. Right. Absolutely. Who bought us the flowers and and bought us the cards and showed us what it meant to be appreciated by a man. Absolutely. Right. And so what those relationships look like and how does that impact us? So, love, first, I want to hear from both you and Tony in terms of, you know, what do you do to keep your relationship Hot and steamy after 35 years, you right? I mean, Valentine's Day is coming. Tony, I know you probably can't share everything you're going to do, but I know you got some stuff up your sleeve. So first I want to hear that. Like, how do you all keep the love 
warm, especially when it's cold and snowy. Oh, wow. You know, one of the things that is absolutely mandatory for us is dating. Mm-hmm. That is just not, a, that is a, a no compromise situation. And we date weekly. We have been dating all of our 34 years and mostly weekly. It's, we can pretty much count on our hands when we haven't been dating weekly. Sometimes we didn't have a lot of money, but we do free stuff. And now we have some money, so we can do right. better things, right. right? We get to know each other. It's not those dates where you just go and sit, but we get to talk and we get to keep up because I am not my 20 some year old self. And so I, so he needs to, to know that what I'm thinking, what, how I have evolved. I need to know about him, what mm-hmm. he is thinking, what mm-hmm. he has evolved. And then on anniversaries, we ask ourselves, Two questions. The first thing I ask, we go to a really beautiful restaurant, right? So you can't act up or anything, right? And so uh, we go to these beautiful restaurants, and I ask the question, and he asks the question, and I say, how has your year been in this marriage, and what can I do to make it better for you next year? It ain't about what you can do. It's tell me how I can make this better. And I ask, act nice and swanky and, and bougie while he giving me that answer, okay? Okay, so let's, let's, let's <laughs> so hold, hold on here one moment. So you all, you've been asking this question. For 34 years. For yes. 34 years. Absolutely. So what was the first question again? How has your year been? How has your year been? Now, y'all honest folks, I'm going <laughs> to ask a question. You know, has it ever been a time where you're like, it's, it hasn't been that good of a year? Well, many times. Okay. Many times. Uh, you know, in 34 years, you have peaks, you have valleys, you, you go through different things, childbirth and all that other kind of stuff. Man, it wasn't good at all. I wasn't okay. having a fun time at all time. I love my children, but it, it puts strain on your marriages. Yeah. You can imagine what, when we hit 35 now, my schedule has picked up. We got to ask that question. How is it working for you? How is it working for me? What do I need to do to make sure all this traveling and all this other kind of stuff, we're adjusting. So, yeah, it hasn't been so good. And then it's been great, babe. You did everything you said you're going to do last Ah, year. Nice. Nice. Okay. So that's the first question. So, Tony, tell me about this. How does that, how has that impacted you as a man? Because if you heard, if you guys were listening when you, when you were coming in, one of the things I talked about is men. In marriages, mm-hmm. right? And one of the things that happens for men in marriage is over time, they begin to kind of get disenfranchised, yes. right? And w- when at my bachelor party, instead of celebrating my impending nuptials, most of my buddies were trying to convince me, man, don't do it. Mm. Right? Don't, Terrible. don't, don't do it. Hey, mm-hmm. and most of them were married, yeah. right? Yeah. But they're like, look, Linnell, I know she's beautiful. I know she's gorgeous, but brother, she's a woman. And women, they are crazy. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 and in a couple of years, you're going to be where I am. You're going to wish you hadn't done this. Mm. Brother, I wish I were where you are. Mm. You know, you're, you're young. You're making money. You got options. Mm. Brother, use the mm-hmm. options. Mm-hmm. That's what they told me. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you say as a man that's been married 35 years to that? Well, those brothers that you were surrounded by, uh, Linnell were, uh, those are myths. Uh, those are things that, they think that are challenging. Uh, mm. Marriage is a challenge. And just like love shared, and we always share that, it's peaks and valleys. It's up and down. Right. And business is up and down. You just don't, if you have a business that you're passionate about, you don't give up. You find resources of how my business is going to sustain. Yes. And it's just like your marriage. You have to find 
we, just like love say, we had our ups and downs. We dealt with finances. We dealt with our children. We dealt with where I didn't have the luxury of uh, having Brooke Brothers and mm-hmm. Ralph Lauren and the mm-hmm. Wayne Tips. But we made the sacrifice. And if you have sacrifice in your heart and you have perseverance in your heart, you can make it. And for those brothers that's out there that think that, hey, man, I, I can't do this, you have to hit the grind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like mm-hmm. those boys who went to battle in Vietnam. I know they were scared, and I know they wanted to jump off the ship, but some of them came back home, and they were rewarded because they stood in the war, and they, they let their feet be soaked and saturated in it. That's what marriage mm-hmm. is all about. Got it. You have to make the sacrifice and say, I'm in it for the long haul. I didn't stand up there before God and this preacher and say, no, I don't want to be married to this girl. When I married love, mm. I didn't look on the outside. She was already already beautiful, but her heart, her intentions, I knew she was a family. She was a family woman because she pulled out a little five by seven album mm-hmm. about her family. <laughs> but she was a family woman. She was a go getter. Uh, her heart was in it. She was a businesswoman. So that's those attributes I love. And we still share the same thing after 40, uh, after 34 years, uh, Linnell. Wow. So one of the things you said was sacrifice. Yes. Do you all think that part of the reason that many marriages aren't lasting relationships and we don't even have to look at we don't even have to look at marriage. Let's just talk about relationship. Mm-hmm. OK. Mm-hmm. Do you all think that one of the reasons why relationships are in trouble, marriages, friendships, is because people don't want to sacrifice that there's a new level of selfishness in our society? I think that one of the reasons why the relationships don't work is because any relationship exposes you. Mm. It, it it literally exposes your inner parts. It it exposes the selfishness that's already there. And so it's not like if you're selfish, you're going to really see how selfish. If you're self-centered, you're going to really see how self-centered. If you have fears, you go. it's going to just be blatant fears. People, when they... All your life, every time there's a crisis, anytime there's any situation, we create these images of ourselves mm. that we want to display. But, you know, when you get in a relationship, it's going to expose your wallet. <laughs> it's going to expose how you get your wallet. It's going to expose your help. It's going to expose the depths of your help. It's going to expose all those four pillars. It's going to expose all your emotions. It's going to expose your crisis, your pain, your childhood, everything. Is going to show up. And what is mm. supposed to show up? My mother always said mm. marriage is a, a character building factory. It is a character building factory. People wow. who don't want to change, people who don't want to grow, they will hide behind business success. You know why? Because they can continue to build those images. But marriage exposes all the images that you have created. And the only way you're going to be able to do this thing, you have to tear down those structures because those are idol gods that you have placed in front of you to say, hey, worship this. Worship me the successful. Worship me the beautiful. Worship me. But then we come Uh, back behind the scene and we get a backstage pass to your life. Guess what? We see you. Uh-oh. We see you. Yeah. And one of the things that marriage does is it, it does. I mean, it's it, it pulls the covers off. Oh, it does. Let me it tell does. you. <clears throat> yeah. And my wife has taught me things about me that I didn't know. And it can sometimes be difficult to look at. But you know what? This is the bottom line. Once somebody sees you, you're in a vulnerable place mm-hmm. because you've put your heart into them and you say, can you see me and still love me? And that's the challenge. The brothers who say, man, they saw me. 
and they didn't like what they saw. That triggered something that that somebody else rejected. Mm-hmm. That they that some uh, some undercover stuff that happened. Maybe somebody betrayed them. Somebody cheated on them, mm-hmm. or dead that was not there. That stuff triggers other things mm-hmm. that said. I was rejected, and now I'm feeling rejected again. Uh, so don't do this. Yes, don't, yeah, don't exactly. get rejected, Linnell. Yeah, because you know what you Got admire it. right now. Everybody wants you. You the you the top of the food chain. Right, right. And by the way, it's easy to be in relationship when you're not vulnerable, See? right? So in the relationships I had before marriage, before Pam, I wasn't accessible. See, mm-hmm. right. So of course they could be like, "Oh, he's wonderful." Well, you don't know me. Yes, you don't right. spend that much time yes. with me. Yes. As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, I limit how much time yeah, we spend exactly. together. Right? Mm-hmm. I manage that. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's very interesting. Okay. Okay. And then you have a you you have your closet. We all have closets mm. in our houses. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. in that closet, you have a closet in your bedroom. And sometimes, you know, it would marry couples. Some married couples share closets. Mm-hmm. There may be one side that's hers and there may be one side that's yours. But the moment you it's time to clean that closet out, you may find something that doesn't belong in that closet. Ah. And so that's exposure. Yeah. You have to explain. Yeah. Uh, it's no time for that. What's this? Where's that from? Oh, honey, that was before us. Well, that's when I was. No, you have to be obedient. You have to step up to the plate and your heart has to be open. Okay. So we talked about sacrifice. And, you know, I look at everything in context, right? Mm-hmm. As a coach, I have to. Mm-hmm. So if there's sacrifice, there must be a benefit, right? I mean, and whenever oh, you're yeah. sacrificing, that means that, I mean, the sacrifice has a payoff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So you all have been married one on 35 years. Yes. What has the payoff been? I mean, what, oh. why is it that, you know, this marriage, what benefits have you had in this marriage? You know what? For I, anyone I else who's listening. I need to start that one off. I, you know, see, when I marry young and, and I'm 20s, every, the world just looked you know, just like it was going to be beautiful forever. Had a pretty good childhood as far as good family and all that kind of stuff. However, I think that some of my greatest benefits in this marriage has been the companionship that I had in the worst times of my life. Mm. I never realized the sickness that my parents would endure. I never realized that my husband would have to go and feed my father and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, do things to when he was the sickest. He never realized that I was going to plan his mother's funeral and that, I, mm-hmm. you know, when it's time to bury your parents, when it's time to win sickness, when somebody is sick, when I'm sitting in a hospital room, I can't call old boo that used to really, really like me. But they, my they're husband not gonna is show sitting up. there. They're right. not going to show up. Exactly. When he is yeah. in a hospital room yeah. to be there and, and when our daughter's and, and when they act in a fool climbing fool's heel, we can join together and say, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, Jesus, uh-huh. you know, and, 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 and because they and, are exactly. Right, right. And so those are different times that have been like priceless. The companionship, the love, the, even right now, you know, what I love about my husband is this. I told you all of those things that I've done. Mm-hmm. There is never a time that my husband does not. I, I, I left. I, I use this term. He doesn't mind me being great. He does wow. not mind me my success. In fact, he is the pusher of my success. He didn't have to be here today. He wasn't on the bill, but he will never not be where he can be. Mm-hmm. He is the like the rock behind this movement. And usually, it's like. It should be a husband and wife team and all this kind of stuff. He doesn't really like the limelight being here on, you know, like in the limelight, Mm -hmm. but he loves being behind the scenes. When I step out, he is the one. All I do is just approach. 
he and Tiffany, they have coordinated. They have gotten the books. They have gotten the, the, the everything. All I do is just show up. I love mm, that. That's beautiful. And, and let me tell you, I can also say that one of the benefits of being married is to support my wife. Oh, my God. So, right. Yes. I mean, my goodness. And that, that's one of the things that attracted me, her, me to her in the beginning was this woman will support me. Oh, yeah. And I mean, she is something else. Your wife is amazing. Thank you. She I think so, too. too. I think, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So you get it. You get it. Right. I get it. <laughs> but she is an amazing support. So that's yeah. one of the benefits. So we sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because when we're sacrificing, we're probably not thinking about the benefit in that moment. Yeah. Right. We're like, I can't believe they did this. And mm-hmm. I feel a certain kind of way and got to take that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> right. That deep breath. Yeah. But on the back end, there's a benefit. Oh, my goodness. On the back end, there's a benefit. The same thing that this person is doing that you don't like, that it's a sacrifice, there's a benefit on the on the, on the, on the, on the flip is. side. It is. How about that? All right. So sacrificing the benefit. We talked about the first question. How did I do last year? So what was that second question again, Tony? What's that second question? How did I do last year? And then the second question you all how ask on your anniversary. Uh, how can I make it how better? How can I make it better? And that's that's great. Uh, doing those times of our anniversary, birthdays, uh, making things better is is when we can sit at the table mm-hmm. as husbands and wives and just listen to each other and knowing that I'm really benefiting from what I need to do for my wife. Mm-hmm. I need to know which angle, which uh, place to go, how to talk. And I, it took me a long time. There was a, I had a very, I was very reserved before I got married. I was not a listener. Mm. I was not a communicator. Okay. You know, I did, I was very independent. I did things the way I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And to step into a marriage. By the way, I mean, you, you're speaking a man's language. So that you, uh, there are a lot of men right now who I believe listening to you saying, yeah, bro, I get it. What's wrong with that? Yeah, And they and they, they would tag on it mm-hmm. and think that this is it. Right. But when you step over the threshold, when you step over that broom to know and you listening to this woman, this is what the benefits are of making your marriage better mm-hmm. in regards to saying, I'm going to be a great listener. I'm going to be a great communicator. I'm going to be a person that makes sacrifice for my family. No matter what. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, somebody, I, I heard uh, one man, uh, I think it was one of my daughters or something, when they was on a trip, and this gentleman was saying that he's like in his 40s, mm-hmm. talking about he wanted some Jordans. You're 40-some years old? You want some Jordans? Man, come on. Mm-hmm. Make the sacrifice of stepping up to that plate and benefiting. Whatever those needs are, you make that sacrifice. So, so help me get this right. So he he has a family. Yeah, he has. He has, a family. He has no money. And he doesn't have and money. And all he wants is instead of thinking about his family, his, his whole goal. He was Ubering. His whole entire goal was to get some Jordans. Instead of taking care of his family in <laughs> debt, he said his, his his credit was whacked out. But his mindset was. Yeah, I'm mm. doing this because I need some. I, I ain't never had a pair of Jordans, so I, I want I'm, a pair so of Jordans. So I'm, I'm away from my family in yes. this car driving around yes. because I'm going to get some Jordans. Exactly. When you can have some benefits. Not not life insurance right. to make sure Come something happens to me in the car that they're all taken care of. Thank you. Right? Not not a- extra money in a savings account just in case Somebody I get laid off. Somebody needs to be at your event, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey it, it, you know, here's the thing. I get on the radio. And I, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about the, the definition of murder mediocrity in the second hour, but I talk about the best life, 
right? What is the best life possible? And I, I think some of us don't realize that we get in our own way in terms of living the best life. Mm-hmm. My selfishness can get in my way of living the best life, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Me saying yes to Linnell all the time could actually eradicate my ability to live the best life possible. Absolutely. Right? Part of it is self-discipline and the ability to see the big picture and play according to the big picture versus what I want in that moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and that's what I'm really learning and learning in relationship. Mm. All right. This is how it is right now. Mm-hmm. But if I act outside of my integrity, right, I could do something that ruins this entire big picture. That's right. Right. And I got a big picture in mind. Yeah. So I'm willing to make the sacrifice. The, the, the big picture is the key, though. People mm-hmm. without a vision. You mm. that without the big picture, you perish. And mm. so what happens mm. is people don't keep the they don't even create a big picture. If if you can't even dream about the future, and if your big picture is so small, if the only thing you have seen is the image of this is the image of success, and you have not broadened your mindset of what success even looks like and feels like, because you've not seen people become independent, rather you've only seen people depend on social security at the end of their life life and scrape and scrap. You mm. haven't seen what it looks like to be independent. Mm. If you have no visual picture, they're not going to move into it. You can't create a vision of something you never saw. So either you're going to have to have somebody paint the picture for you and you adapt it as your own or you just out there. And so if I say go and get me a, this particular fruit called Skarama Potato, mm-hmm. you'll be looking at me like, and what does it look like? It don't exist. And for some people, where you talking, it don't exist. Mm. I don't even know which part of the grocery store to go look for it at, and they won't don't even know the picture of what it looks like to be financially secure or independent. They also don't realize that finances is one of the top four reasons for divorce. You come in there with some financial problems. You gonna get messed up. Yeah. In this, in this, you asking this for trouble. That was the one of the crisis points of us. We have sat in our house and watched somebody drive away in our car, and they wasn't stealing it either. Okay, mm. and so to to right. to, to what, stand there, wasn't no calling the no, police. No, no, uh-uh. it wasn't no, no. call the police. Police was calling us. Say, oh, we know, yeah. we know that. The yeah. first time we, oh yeah, we 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 absolutely know that. We like, oh, they knew it already. They had already mm-hmm. told them we coming to get their car. So they they didn't put us on blast before they ever came and got it. Right, right. And so those are the mm. time way back in your your years where you look at those type of things now what do you think was at that anniversary what do you think was was the when when you sit there and and, and got to start fresh with a new car how have i done this year thank you exactly um you didn't do good because i i I don't have a a vehicle to drive and and, and, you know that was before that was before caller id so so when we were we had to my husband was calling me hanging up and then call right back, and that would, that's the way I can pick up, you, because, because uh, otherwise it's going to be a bill collector. Wow. Wow. All right, everybody. I'm talking to Love McPherson in the studio. I have her her husband, which is a, a, a wonderful <laughs> honor, Tony McPherson in Thank the studio you. as well. I know you guys may have some questions, so I, I definitely want to uh, honor that, 773-591-1690. But in the meantime, I got more questions. <laughs> right? <laughs> so we, we, we've been talking about marriage. Uh, we've been talking about finances, which is one of the pillars of life. It's difficult to talk about marriage without talking about money and without talking about sex. Right. That's right. So that's one of the things that comes up in marriage all the time. Absolutely. Now, I want to hit this in two parts. One is how does your sexual behavior before marriage impact your marriage and then sex in marriage? 
Either one of you all can go. I guess prior to sex before marriage, that's more your your lane, love, <laughs> you know. But how does that how does that impact? Because one of the reasons a lot of my friends, you know, at this bachelor party were like, "Hey, man, don't do it." They, it was because they said there's no marriage in sex. So that's one of the myths of sex. I mean, of marriage. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. right? Is that there's no sex in marriage? Mm-hmm. Like if you get married, your sex life is about to dry up, right? And I've heard this continuously before marriage, right? And unless there's some realities of it, right? I mm-hmm. mean, my, my sure. wife and I, we just had a son and he throws curveballs all oh, the time, yeah. right? All the time. We, Absolutely. we were in Mexico this week and we'd be like, boy, he cop blocking, man. <laughs> I mean, he, <laughs> this little guy, Absolutely. right? He just, Absolutely. you know, he knows right when to wake up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like seriously, for real? Right? Right, there in uh-huh. the room right? Exactly. And, you but, know, the thing about it is what happens is there's a lot of things that happen before marriage. If you, if you're having sex before marriage, First of all, you don't have to make any investment. You don't have to make any emotional investment mm. because the girls are, you can get with women who feel like this is an investment. They don't even realize he ain't invested in that. He's just invested in, you know, getting the, the what physical he wants. Well, the physical I can, part. Well, I can vouch for that. Exactly. As a man that was single in the last decade, I can vouch for that. There's it, no emotional investment. It, there, You don't have to. Yeah. Emotional investment is called intimacy. Mm. Women are having sex for intimacy. They want you to invest intimacy, which is this, into me see. That means open up, be transparent. I need to know all that is in you because I need to feel safe that what I am giving Mm. up. And if you've been conditioned in the churches, you know, fornication, all this kind of stuff like that, you are giving a huge investment to somebody who is doesn't even say it ain't worth a penny to me because I can go down the street and get it if you don't. And they're saying, I'm giving all my whole bank account to you. And Mm. so now they're upset. So what happens is this. The investment is not always mutual. And even if the person feels like they're really into you and this means you, they interpret it as you must really be into me because this is what you want. Mm -hmm. That's still, they are over invested and you are way under invested. Mm. Now in, in marriage, now that I'm married, you have praised the ultimate investment. You have gone into a covenant zone. Right. You have gone into a vow zone. So right. now I really need you to fulfill. Now, if you still trying to handle it as I just walk up to my wife and get some when I want some and you have, she's like looking at you like, Oh, you come in to reap where you have not sown, huh? Mm. You come in to pick up a plant that you have not planted. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a problem here. And so what it does is this. It once again, it exposes your selfishness. Because mm. if you want selfish sex, you probably ain't going to get it. Mm. If you want sex that you have not invested in, it's probably not going to be that good. So so what about to the man who's listening right now? And I, I have a caller. But what about the man who's listening right now? And this might be a good one to take into the next hour. So, you know, you can answer <laughs> it in the next hour. But what about the gentleman who's listening right now? I take care of my family. I work hard. Okay. If I want some, I should be able to get some. Okay. Because I'm, I mean, I'm out, I'm looking at Tony right now because I think, I, I think you probably need to answer this one mm-hmm. so that the gentleman can really, you know, kind of be with the answer, right? Mm-hmm. But, and you're going to answer it in the next hour because we got to take a break <laughs> in a moment, right? But, you know, I work hard. I mean, I, I get up in the morning before the sun rises and I'm out there in the cold. It's cold right now. And then I come home and I'm tired and all I want is some food and some loving. This woman should be giving me some loving. okay? you know, I don't have time for the children. I don't have a time to be cleaning the house because I got to go to sleep 
and get back up in the morning and do this work. What do we say to that guy? We're going we're gonna to say it in the next segment for the 8 o'clock hour, everyone. But you're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Linnell Harris, your life coach. I have in the studio with me the phenomenal McPherson's. McPherson's, <laughs> love McPherson, relationship expert and coach who is uh, changing lives and binding marriages in a very good way, saving marriages in a very good way. She's in here sharing her wisdom, her knowledge, along with her Husband of 35 years who we're blessed to have as well. Cause it's I know to be you, here. you don't, you don't touch many mics. So I, I feel, <laughs> I feel really, and I think it's more of a personal decision, <laughs> right? So I, I feel blessed to have both of you all in the studio. I'm certainly honored. And, uh, so we'll be talking to them about that in the next hour. Keep listening. You do not want to miss this segment, especially with Valentine's Day yeah. coming around the corner. And then we're going to talk a little bit about these singles. Yeah. We got to talk to the singles. Yeah. We got to talk to the singles, right? So if you're single and you've been listening, Keep listening. We'll be back with you in a few minutes after this break. Listening to Inspirational Perspective. I'm your host, Linnell Harris, your very own life coach, right here on WBON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. All right, well, I'm blessed to have the McPhersons in the studio, Love McPherson, along with her husband, Tony McPherson, and then also their wonderful daughter, Tiffany, is in the studio as well, supporting them. Um, a wonderful Tiffany, you are a wonderful support. She really is to 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 your mother, and and to and to her her calling. Yes, right. And you you talked about Tony being your backbone. Absolutely, um, Tiffany's my executive assistant, but, social media manager. Right yeah, and, and that's a relationship. I mean, that's Absolutely. a work relationship. It's a mother daughter relationship. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about relationships, relationships and love. And uh, I'm not I'm not surprised that you can. You can have a dual relationship with your daughter that is healthy and, and prosperous, given the fact that you are a relationship expert and coach and excited to have you in the studio this afternoon. I mean, this morning. Now, if you missed the first hour, you missed some good stuff. OK, love and Tony share with us two questions. They ask Pam, baby, we're going we're gonna to be asking that question on our anniversary. OK, both of those questions. I think those are great questions. Yes. Right. And you said something very, very key that the question is, how did I do? Yes. Last year. That's right. So so you you weren't telling Tony how no. he did. Nope. Right. Tony was telling me. Exactly. Right. Tony was telling you and then vice versa. Yeah. So it was really about, you know, how did I do and what can I do better? That's right. In the next year or how can I improve this marriage? Absolutely. How can I how can I improve this marriage? And go. it's funny because I think in relationships often the uh, the default is the other person. Right. Like 
Yep. And I can come in and say, hmm, the kitchen ain't clean. I don't say, well, I probably should have cleaned up a little bit before I left, right? Mm-hmm. I should have cleaned up. Mm-hmm. I go, why did Pam clean this kitchen? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the focus goes on the other person in, in a lot of relationships. And I love that question because it brings it back to Absolutely. me, right? Mm-hmm. It brings it back to you. And I think in relationship, all of us should be asking ourselves, mm-hmm. what am I doing? Absolutely. If this relationship isn't healthy, if it's, if it's not all that I want it to be, what am I doing? So Absolutely. I want to start off first with the call. I got Art. He's been waiting for a little while. But for those of you who weren't with us in the first hour, Love McPherson is one of the speakers at the Murder Mediocrity Summit, which I am excited about. Oh, Me too. Um, I'm, I'm super excited about at the summit. We'll be talking about the four pillars of life, health and well-being, relationships and love that love will be helping set up that pillar for us. Absolutely. Um, and if you're listening to her now, you know, you want to be there yeah. because she won't have me interrupting her with questions, right? She'll, she'll have an opportunity to have the stage all to herself and exhort us all in relationships and yeah. love and what yeah. it is that we need to be doing to advance that pillar in our life. By the way, the four pillars, think about four legs on the table. The reason I call it the four pillars is because we want to have a firm, solid table, yes. right? In life. Mm-hmm. That's how we live the best life. And so the second to pillar. To feast off of, right? To feast off of. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Right. I like that. I'm going to add that. <laughs> I'm going to add that, right? And then, of course, the third pillar is work and money. The fourth pillar is purpose and spirituality. Next week, Matt Zapala will be in the studio with me talking about work and money. You do not want to miss that. Go out, follow him at Money Smart Guy. Now, before we take this call, Love, where can people find you? They can find me on my website, which is lovemcpherson.com. Also, on all of my social media platforms, I am Love McPherson, M-C-P-H-E-R-S-O-N. And I'm on Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, um, Twitter. And, and y'all should be following Love. <laughs> if you want to be in relationship, and if you are in relationship, you should be following Love. Yes. I, I'll wake up some mornings, and maybe it's, you know, you, you posted it the night before or whatever. <laughs> I'll see a quote. <laughs> and it had hit me right between the eyes. <laughs> so, oh, love done did it again. Uh, okay. <laughs> I need to, I need to get myself together. <laughs> right. Cause she'll put it out there. This, you know, it's like, okay, Linnell, take another look at you. Maybe it's not your beautiful wife laying next to you. Maybe it's you. Let's go ahead and take a look. Okay. So thank you for what you do. And you thank all should you. be following her on social media. Um, because this is this is a ministry and it's your purpose. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was born for this. I'm named Love. It's on my birth certificate, yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah. So a beautiful thing. All right. So we're gonna take some callers. We have some questions that came up on Facebook Live. By the way, we're on Facebook Live. So if you're technically savvy and, and you want to be able to watch what's happening in the studio, you want to see these these beautiful people, these beautiful faces, then uh, by all means. Go to Facebook Live at Linnell Harris and you can follow the stream. And you may, are you streaming as well or? No, uh, oh, okay. I think okay. Tips All right. And All right. Then she reposts. And then she reposts. See, that's why you want to follow love because <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all right. Cause she'll, she'll post the highlights yes. <laughs> of, of, of this. So, all right. All right. So let, let's go to this call real quick and then we're going to tap into some of these other questions and, and talk about the singles. We want to talk about singles as well. All right. But art, you've been, you've been on the line for a while. Thank you for holding brother. All right. Peace, young people. How are you doing this morning? Well, Good well. Morning. All right. All right. First of all, you know, uh, hopefully we can dialogue a couple of quick points. I do part ways with, first of all, let me state this. Every man 
should get up and go to work. So there's no excuses on that. So no one, I want no one to get that confused. But if, if economic is a criteria for a woman or a man in the marriage or things, then no one's relationship is going to last because things always change. So if you're going to base your love on things, then it's not going to make it. And I say this to women specifically. It's like if a man marry you and you, you're beautiful and all this stuff and your health is fine and six months of the relationship or a year, you get breast cancer. Mm. Are we to say because your health changed, then all of a sudden I'm disenfranchised and disenchanted with you because I didn't sign up for this? So I use that with women because they seem to gear themselves towards economics to be a change in terms of uh, finances, in terms of love. And I say that because most people are selfish. If you love someone, you love them wherever they're at. And if you don't, then you don't. So you get into that. And then one other point I want to make is the, um, you was talking about sex. Mm-hmm. For me, if you're married, it is a requirement for the male, the woman, and the man, if either party wants sex for whatever time they want, it, it is your responsibility to, to do that. And here's my example very quickly. It's snowing outside. Mm-hmm. I do not expect my wife at any point in time or the relationship I'm in with a woman to come out and shovel snow. It doesn't matter how I feel. That's my responsibility. So it doesn't matter how she feels today. If she's responsible for cooking and cleaning, then that's her responsibility. So I'm not going to switch up my responsibility because today I don't feel like and somehow it's a us and a we. Mm-hmm. Every man has a responsibility. Every woman has a responsibility. And you should honor that and do that. And it should be no in-between to it. So I think this whole sex thing that I think that you mentioned that kind of threw me off because if I'm, I'm in a relationship and I'm married, that's my need. It shouldn't be no criteria on that. I wouldn't put none on her and she shouldn't put none on me. That's the way I, I perceive it should be. Okay. I can go deeper okay. into it, but I'd like to yeah. hear uh, the doctor's yeah. response. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely give love. But all right, I want to ask you one question yeah. and then we're going to get, sure. I'll let love answer the question around sex. Sure. So you said money and men. Do you believe that a man should come to the table with something though? I mean, or, or and I get that it can change in the relationship, but a woman being attracted to a man isn't part of that the financial security that he can provide her. And I know a lot of a lot of women are in some ways, you know. Well, can, let's just use that as an example. Mm-hmm. Anytime you enter a relationship, it should, it should be some you enter it for whatever particular reasons that you enter it for. If you agree to them, you agree to them. But at the end of the day, if that's the case, so that means I enter a relationship because you're beautiful mm-hmm. and your beauty fades. Well, when I enter it, I would suspect you to be beautiful all the time. Mm-hmm. So for me, these criteria can't be the question. If you you meet someone, of course, you're attracted to them. That's one part of it. it can be mm-hmm. some financial things, mm-hmm. some small things. But at the end of the day, if it ends up, that is what you are in the relation for because somebody has some money. Then oh, you're going to okay. lose. Okay, I get if it. you're in a relationship because somebody has yeah. a, how they look, you're going to end up losing because Got no it. one situation is going to be the same forever. So if you cannot make these adjustments and mm-hmm. loans are for money, loans are bad getting up, putting his boots on, going out to work. I don't give a damn what no woman talking about. Loans he's getting up doing his job, that's what it is. You accept that. And if you just in love with him for his money, 
you wasn't the woman for me anyway. May God bless. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks for that. Art. Okay. So can I uh, address some of the things? I just yeah, want to absolutely. hit a few of the things. Art, I, you, I know you said we parting ways on that. We actually are not parting ways on that because when I go to the altar, I vow for richer or for poorer. Mm-hmm. And in my relationship with my husband, uh, you know, I have had uh, circumstances where he walked in and said, I just lost my job. Well, you know what? The love didn't stop. We've had richer, we've had poorer. And, and before we even got married, we were straight out of college. So we were sent no poor. We were the icons for poor. Mm-hmm. And we have had cars where they kicked us off of AAA because we got told from every date. And so this was before <laughs> I married him. And and so so it wasn't about like uh, uh, looking for a man for his money. I saw the character, but I also saw his discipline in working hard. I saw that he was building something. Mm-hmm. He wasn't laying up playing video games somewhere. He was his his value system was correct. Where he valued, where he put his money was towards building a future rather than I'm just looking for some Jordans. And so I looked at his value system. I looked at his character that outweighed because I knew with his 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 work ethics. We were going to build our own empire. I always said, God bless the child who got his own. I know how to make money myself. but So I don't have to depend on a man to make money for me. However, I'm not going to have you laying around while I'm out there making. My husband Mm -hmm. has never been that guy. Mm -hmm. And so therefore I could respect that Mm -hmm. in him. Now, as far as the money that I was talking about, I am talking about the stress that's related to not having it. Now, let me tell you something. When they was pulling our cars away, when they were doing all that stuff, there was some stress in our relationship because we were feeling it. We were feeling those phone calls that were coming into our house. So we had to manage the stress and we finally learned and said, you know what? There's some patterns here. Every time this we, we go to try to pay these bills and it's, it's deficient, we end up arguing. So we had to work through that mm. process. So those are some things that, that I was talking about. So, love, let me ask you, and you all are better because of that. Oh my God! Yes, you know what? Uh, there, we don't we share everything, and so it's not a his money, my money. Mm-hmm. Pull it over to the side. Mm-hmm. There is none of that in our relationship. It all goes in one pot, and we are very responsible. He trusts me with the money. I trust him with the money. We don't have the money issues. We don't have any arguments around that. And so, um, and, and I want to I want to just mm-hmm. jump in here because there's someone right now listening, and they're married. And they may have had a money argument last night. Mm-hmm. And right now in this moment, it probably feels thick, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And what you're telling me is you've done it. Absolutely. You all have navigated it. Absolutely. And you're still in love. Mm-hmm. And you're happy you navigated it together. Oh, my goodness. You know, but the thing was not the thing. So we wasn't going to argue necessarily mm-hmm. about the money. But we noticed this pattern of every time it was time to pay the bills. So it's like. Can you call? We don't have the money for for comment. Can you call and get a a payment agreement? Mm. And so right there, the anxiousness, which all it was is fear. Yeah. So we take I take the bill and and he said, "Give me the bill because I don't want to call." I asked him to call, so I throw the bill over to him. Why you throw the bill at me? Mm. I didn't throw the bill at you. Yes, you did. I I handed you told me hand. Mm. So we're arguing about how I gave him the bill. Rather than talking about the fear that we were feeling, the vulnerability that we were feeling about the, money, yes, yeah, and so that's where yeah. the argument starts hitting you. Mm. It don't you don't even start talking about money. You start arguing about all other kind of stuff, and it shows up hidden, undercover in other areas of your life. Interesting. And so, yeah, so it's it, that's the patterns we had to discover. Okay, it wasn't about the argument of the money. Okay, now let's talk about arts. Comment on sex. Okay, because I know people are like, ah, yeah, money, 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 whatever. 
Let's talk about sex. I need to talk, I need to address address this one uh, as well because he was talking about it's the woman's responsibility. It mm-hmm. almost sounds like he's coming from a biblical standpoint, and so I can relate okay. to you know your body is not your own, and and it tells the man and the woman their mm-hmm. bodies are not their own. And so what I am I'm going to say to this about that, and it kind of actually ties into your question of I didn't win, I didn't work, I didn't did mm-hmm. all this stuff. He, he Art was saying exactly what yeah, your yeah, your yeah, original absolutely. question was. However. This is if you're coming from a biblical standpoint, Art, well, I need to take you right on back to the scripture, because when it talked about Adam and Eve, it said Adam knew his wife and they conceived a child that knew means yada. That means emotionally they were naked and unashamed. That's Mm, intimacy. There was a, a connection that was intimate first. Because intimacy of sex is actually a physical expression of your intimacy. Hmm. Sex is absolutely should be as good as the intimacy that you all share. Hmm. So intimacy, if you're talking about Bible, let me tell you what you're looking at. Praise and worship. You were talking about prayer. That's the intimacy. That's mm. the connection. That's when you get to know God. Mm. And then when you get into the sex, that's the communion, the holy communion. That's when all the benefits of sex is there. To, it helps your teeth. It helps your hair. It helps your, your it, it, it reduces it cancer. All, that's the co- communion. Mm. And you got to come to communion. What? The right mindset, right? So you come to sex with the right mindset. If you got some odd against it, what you do? Go make it right. Right. And then come on back. You don't come in there and say, I ain't got it right, but you just, you owe me. No, that is not the, the right atmosphere. Well, and the sex is not going to be Absolutely. good. So I heard a couple of things. The sex is better when you're intimately connected. There we go. Right? So the more connected you are, the better the sex. And we all want to have good sex, love. Uh-huh. Right? All right? Abs- okay. And so you I, should I, want it. You yeah, should want it. Right? And then the other thing I heard is with sex, that it's also about the full communion all the way around and the intimacy and vulnerability that comes along with that. Both of you all need to know how you're created. Mm -hmm. The women should realize, and I tell the women, I say, if you ever nurse a child, then you understand how if you don't release it's, it's a gorging, ah, it's a pain. Yeah, yeah. And so the men experience the same thing. So you do have to, because they have vowed for you in a marriage. They have vowed just for you. And so you have to make sure you are sensitive to their pain. Mm-hmm. As far as a woman, when she's having sex, if it's all in her man, all these thoughts are, are rapid thoughts in her, her mind. And as safe as she feels, as transparent, as much intimacy, that's how much she wants to receive you. You have to be sensitive too. So for a man, he needs to know that God created that woman where sex starts the minute you finish the last act. Okay. Mm. And then for a woman, don't withhold yourself either. Realize that you are gifting your husband. This is not about wanting. This is not about a drive. Mm. This is about a gift mm. that you give your husband and give it frequently. Give it often. Don't wait for their birthday and anniversary. This is a gift you give on a regular basis. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and when Got I say it. communion, it's not just on first Sundays, okay? Yeah. And, and, and you said <laughs> sex heals. It I does mean, heal. And we know that, right? I, I remind my wife that all the time. It, it, it like, heals a woman head. and a man. Yeah, she's like, I got a headache. I'm like, well, See? I can help that. See? Exactly. Okay. You got to work on that. Uh-huh. It heals your hair, ladies. I always say Love Me Pierce got all her edges, okay? <laughs> love Me Pierce got all her edges. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Okay. So so we, I think we addressed all his questions. And so, Art, thanks for the phone call. We got a couple more phone calls in here. But 
There was a question on, we got a couple of questions on Facebook, but I want to swing towards the singles a little bit mm-hmm. because we got about 30 minutes left to the show. And I want to spend some time on the singles who, by the way, are here. I mean, it's Valentine's Day and, and they're, you know, they're like, all right, Valentine's Day. Some people hate to see it come, mm-hmm. right? Somebody just got dumped because mm-hmm. it's Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. yes, right? I mean, that's, so we got a lot of stuff going on. There was one question that came. Should man and woman date multiple people while looking for the one? Should man and woman date multiple people when they're looking for the one? Absolutely. I I have no problem with that. This is the thing. Make Mm -hmm. sure you let them know. If Ah. you are informed, don't, Mm -hmm. don't date multiple people and they think they are in an exclusive relationship. You make it known. And the person who won't listen and believe that they are not in an exclusive relationship, that's on them. But hear the words, process the words, believe the words and govern your heart accordingly. Y'all notice how many times she said that? (laughs) (laughs) Hear the words, listen to the words. That's right. And govern your heart according to the words. That's right. If, if, so if that man says, hey, look, I'm dating multiple people. I like you. I'm trying to figure it out all out. Absolutely. Like, that's cool. He was honest with you, mm-hmm. but govern your heart accordingly. And, and pay very close attention to how much you invest. Mm, right. Right. Yeah. Don't overinvest. Yeah. It's somebody who is just saying, I'm not investing yet. I'm watching the stock. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. So why would you go all in? Exactly. Don't throw all your chips on that. Yeah. Not yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now there are a few other questions that I, I know came in during the break. I got a phone call, but let's, let's talk about singles. So if I'm single and I want to be married, I can't seem to stay in relationship. What about me? Should I be looking at? Right? Because here's the thing. If I, if I can't stay in relationship, then should I be doing some internal work? I mean, is it because, you know, one of the things you hear all the time is, I mean, there are no good men. Right. And I've been dating for the last 20 years and I ain't found a good one yet. All my relationships have been severed, broken, et cetera. Right. Yeah. So what do we tell that woman? But what would he tell? What, what do we tell the man who says the same thing? There are no good women left. You know, actually, you're projecting of your own insecurities in your own self, because if your heart was open and you were looking correctly and it and it didn't have to filter through your your brokenness and to filter through your wounds that you were looking for somebody else to feel, then guess what? You will be able to see when something good comes along. But if I am too broken to even know what it looks like when something is healed, I will pass it right up. My mouth was open that whole time. <laughs> <laughs> My mouth was open that whole time. <laughs> You'll so, pass it up. Yeah. Wow. I, I, you know what? I got a Louis Vuitton briefcase at a garage sale for a dollar. I went online. It was real. It was not no fake. Okay. It was worth nine hundred dollars. Hmm. But the person, you could, it was obvious that it was a lady who's a young girl whose mother was, or maybe grandmother had passed away. When I walked up there and took that that Louis Vuitton briefcase. I asked her how much she said, a dollar. I quickly gave it and ran to the car so she wouldn't change her mind. <laughs> she didn't understand the value. She didn't understand, and didn't understand the value. So, so she could look, you could look at something good. You could look at wife material and not recognize it when you see it. Mm. And so, because you are so broken. Now, I'm going to say something about that because my prayer when I was single 
was that I wouldn't be so caught up in being single that when the right woman came my way, I couldn't see her. See? Right? As much as I wanted to be single, as much as I was like, I don't know about this marriage thing, the one thing I would say is, but if I run across a woman that I should be married to, Lord, please give me the eyes to see. Please quicken my mind and be like, wake up, son, so I can see this. And what I'm hearing from you, love, is that is a prayer that every single person should be asking. But here's what I was doing, too. I was constantly developing myself, mm -hmm. constantly see? looking for ways to improve myself. Yeah. How can Linnell get better? That's the key. See, the, the reason why they don't recognize the woman is because the woman won't support their mess mm. because they, they used to run in this game. They don't even respect the women who fall for it. And so when the woman comes along who loves herself uh, more than she loves you to dupe her, to trick her, to create this, make you invest more than I am invested, who won't fall for the lies, who loves herself, say, oh, no, 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 we setting some boundaries here, brother. And when you see that, once again, it exposes your selfishness. It exposes you. And if, if you're too broken to deal with what you see mm -hmm. her exposing, you will run. Oh, no, she got this. And she too demanding. She this, she that. And I'm not saying somebody who's mean, harsh mm -hmm. or anything. I'm saying somebody who does it in love, but they love themselves. And they just said, you know, I know you got all this, but it ain't worth me abandoning my core values for. I, if love I it. abandon me, then you going to abandon me too. I love it. I love it. And so what I just heard you say is that the best way for singles to protect themselves is a healthy dose of self-love that's the only that's way. the only way love your neighbor as you love yourself and a lot of these people are doing just that they don't love themselves and they don't love their neighbor wow okay a couple of phone calls let's get to these phone calls i got mama d good morning how are you oh how are you greetings to you Great subject. Thank you. I, I think uh, Sam Cooke had a lot of good points in his song, uh, Darling, You Send Me. Ah. Uh, he said uh, at first he thought it was infatuation, but it's mm -hmm. lasted so long. Uh, now he finds himself wanting you to marry you. Mm. Not to shack up with you, See? but to marry, to marry you <laughs> and take you home. That means take you to your house. <laughs> and uh, so I, I think that that's something to consider, the difference between infatuation and in, and love. The other thing my brother used to say, no fine, no romance without finance. I think maybe he had a point mm. there, too. Mm. <laughs> now, uh, biblically speaking, the two become one, male and female. There mm -hmm. is an equality uh, in sex, even though the word biblically sex is not mentioned. Both of them were blessed and both of them were told to be fruitful and to multiply. That's right. Mm -hmm. And both of them had responsibility to uh, dominate and rule the world, take care of it. But I, I wanted to, to uh, put out an invitation out there, and that is we got a very important day coming up on April 4th. So uh, from February 23rd, to April 4th, I'm inviting everybody to spiritually secede uh, off of, for 40 days uh, off of the spirit of hate, fear, and senseless violence that's out here. There is violence in your voice. You know, the, uh, biblically it says, 
uh, parents don't provoke your children mm. to anger. Mm. And when mm. you're yelling and, and, and screaming and using harsh words, you're stirring up wrath. I think women are very receptive to, to hearing. Faith comes through hearing. When you, you hearing the tone of voice, you're making love all day long. With, yeah. with the little things that, that, that you are, you are doing, that helping with the dishes is, is really, uh, foreplay mm-hmm. for That's a woman. True. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's not something that, oh boy, uh, let's unrobe and get it on. Ne- next time I feel the dishwasher, I'm going to tell my wife that. <laughs> Say, oh, that's sexy. Yes. Hey, I baby. Love hey, look, 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 look over here. Look, look, look over here. I'm, I'm feeling this dishwasher now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a dishwasher ministry on you. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, right. And, 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 uh, and, you know, I mean, but, but what, what really kind of turns off sexually is, is when it's just disrobed. Um, I mean, how you're talking to her, how she's talking to you, mm. that little peck on the neck, it shouldn't always be disrobe and get it on. See, mm. yep. I think yep. that yep. really turns off people sexually. But spiritually succeed and have something to bring to the table. Absolutely. If it's kindness, if mm-hmm. it's, if it's uh, just, just, just something about your character. That's right. So thanks for taking my call. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, thank, thank, you. thank you for the comments. Thank you for the comments. All right, we got Denise. How are you? You on the air? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Okay, I would like for you to address the um, amount of importance that we place on looks um, when engaging, you know, selecting a partner and, and engaging in a relationship. And because, as we all know, um, when things go awry, you know. That's not so important anymore, but a lot of importance is, is placed on that. And I remember um, a friend of mine, her grandmother, I used to talk to her grandmother, and she used to tell me, she says, you learn to love a man. And uh, she said, you could put a paper bag over 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 his head, you know, and, and she, she said, I didn't love my husband when I, when I first met him. But I, I know there's a lot of importance placed on that, just like everything else. We look superficially first. So I'd just like for you to talk about that a little bit. That's a good, that's a good subject. You know what? And, and, and your grandmother was uh, correct in this because the Bible never commanded a woman to love her husband because just like, because a woman when well, often when a man is treating her well, will grow to love him. That's why there were arranged marriages and things like that. So the inclination of a woman is to want to love that man. But the inclination of a man is I can have sex with you and be in a relationship with you and never love you. So he had to command a man to love his wife. Mm-hmm. It had to uh, command a woman to, to, to respect her husband because that's a man's greatest need. It's a, a natural inclination to disrespect you and tell you why, you know, you ain't doing what you're supposed to do. And so we all had to immediately, even the commands took us way out of character. As far as looks are concerned, one of the things that we have to both consider at all times about everything, we both have to realize what it is, how God created the other sex. And a man is drawn by what he sees. And therefore, you can't go out all popped. You got to get your life together. You can't just sit there and and and, and wear a, a, a sleep cap out and just walk in the streets with fluffy house shoes and think that's okay. You know what? It, sleep is the is the model of description of, of that cap. So put it under a hat or something. But you know, you gotta get your life together as far as looking your best, 
You don't even go to work like that. You don't go for a job interview like that. You try to sell the best you. You brand yourself every time you walk out that door. I don't even have the luxury of just going to the store and looking any old kind of way because I'm recognizable at places. Mm-hmm. I am a brand. You are a brand. If you are single and you are, are in a market for a woman, you are a brand. Now, let me tell you something. On the opposite side of that, once you do all of that, you got to realize that you may, a lot of times men will want that dime piece and that dime piece don't have a nine cents was missing out of her head. And yet you Amen. think that the physical is going to sustain you. I promise you it won't. It won't. And so what you have to realize that there is more substance. And if you're, if you're dating the shallow, if you're dating for the physical, you will soon get bored because there's more physical out there. As soon as you say, I do five physicals going to walk past you. And so what you have to do is men, you've got to come to a higher level. Like Linnell said, he had to do for two years. The only reason he got Miss Pam is because he had to come up to the point where he could attract on a higher level. Because if you down there on a shallow level, he was going to still collect shallow people. But if you collect it on a higher level with somebody with substance and depth, then you will collect. And I know that with, as far as looks are concerned, you will if a person treats you so good, they can look a certain kind of way, but they are so beautiful from the inside. My husband has loved me from size small to up. I ain't never been size small. I'm going to, I ain't going to lie about that, but he has loved the baby weight. Baby weight never went. Baby weight went. Baby weight came back. It don't matter, but he still loves me. That don't mean that I'm not going to be paying attention to the health part of the, of uh, Linnell seminar on mediocrity. Okay. So, <laughs> cause I've had a whole nother life. Level in my life, so I gotta re- listen intently on that. But we pay attention to your looks, brand yourself every time you walk out that door. Yeah. But at the same time, men, make sure, like my husband always say, the grass withers. Okay, remember that. <laughs> so, the grass withers. <laughs> and so, 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 so to that point, men are we are attracted by what we see. So, Tony, I would love to hear your perspective on you know what the the caller call you know Den- Denise called you know about looks. Right. Because looks, I mean, the eye, I, I saw a picture. It was the top 10 pictures of, of 2017. And one of the top 10 pictures of 2017 is a man walking with his new wife, right? New bride. He's got his tuxedo on and he's got on his, uh, she has on her bride's gown and there's a woman with a short skirt walking the other way and his head is turned. Mm-hmm. He's got her hand he and he's looking back. Right. And he just got married. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, but that's because he doesn't have control of his eyes, right? And his lusts. Mm-hmm. But we're built a certain kind of way. So what do you say to brothers who like, hey man, looks are everything. I mean, and by the way, I hear you when you talk about when you first saw love that you looked at her and said, that is good. That's the one. So, well, I mean, how does this play out? How do we, how do we kind of even this thing out in terms of, you know, our eye and what things look like, mm-hmm. but also selecting the right partner? The heart is everything. When I, just like you say, when I first saw when I first saw Law, I was not really attracted to her looks. I know she. I was aware of what she wore every day when we was in school. She had the skirt, the pumps, hmm. the legs, the waist, just like her hair today, all natural hair, all made up, beautiful woman. 
But one of the things, and y'all can't if you if you if you're radio, you can't you can't see his face when he said, that. right? But, but but his face his face is like a beautiful woman. And what so happened, Linnell, is that she happened to be in one of my classes. Mm-hmm. She was sitting where you were sitting, and okay. I was sitting over here. And okay, I'm like, this girl is in my classroom. But the thing that attracted me, okay, this is downloading intelligence. Let me see if this girl really is intelligent. Mm-hmm. Found out she's intelligent. She had wisdom through mm. conversation. I'm searching. I'm like a hunter. Okay. I'm searching because as most know, men I've are. been out there. Right. I've been out there. But to see her and to find what type of woman she is, my eyes have not left her ever since. And now, and now, so the wow. women, the men, when you're seeing these women with the short skirt, you're holding hands with your bride or whatever. It has to stay. It's your eyes because we first started out when we start talking about we start talking about vision, mm. and even the Bible says without a vision the, the people perish. People perish. You have to incorporate vision at all times in your marriage and in your relationship. So without a vision, a marriage can perish. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm go. hearing you. And the man who is the leader of the home has to be the bringer of the vision. There you go. And if a man, what I'm hearing you say is that if a man has that type of vision, yes, sir. then his ability to keep his eye on his exactly. wife exactly. It, it starts to increase exponentially, there right? Because she is a part of his vision, a part of what he's creating for his life. And it goes back to that connection. You're connected. Beautiful. And you said you gave that illustration of a man and a woman. They're walking together. But you said they were embraced mm-hmm. by holding hands. You're connected. You're connected. That's that connection. I don't care what's going on around you, man. You have to stay connected to her. And one of the key things that I always say, Linnell, mm-hmm. is gauging her, mm-hmm. keeping your eyes on her. Mm-hmm. When you're navigating, wherever you're going, just keep your eyes on her. What are her likes? I say that all the time. What are, your, what are her likes? What are her dislikes? You don't have time to, if I'm sitting at dinner or breakfast or whatever, I don't have time to be listening to somebody's conversation. Mm-hmm. My conversation is right here with, in this with relationship, in this relationship and in this marriage. Wow. So what I'm, what I also heard was focus. Yes. yes. Focus. So let me, let me tell you something. And love, when you were talking, this came to mind for me in terms for, for women and men. When I met my wife, her vibe, her entire vibe was a vibe of no foolishness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. No foolishness. And so I knew I was dating a few people at the time, you know, nothing serious. But, you know, when I when I had that first date with her mm-hmm. and we were sitting across from each other, I said, I like her. Mm. And our values match. Wow. Right then, I also knew you're going to have to invest, brother. See? There we go. You you gonna have to and on the way home from the, the first date. By the way, on the way home from the first date, I start making phone calls like, "Hey, you know what? Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna need some time away." See, you know, and I, I didn't owe him anything because we weren't we wasn't my girlfriend, right? And I I need to put some space because I know that if Pam sniffs something mm-hmm. else, she gonna be gone. <laughs> See, right? And so her way of being and how she held herself raised her stock and made me conduct yes. myself differently. That's right. Now think about that. I was dating other people. None of them made me do that. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. None of them, you know, matched my values to a way and had a way about them that I knew that if 
I'm dating somebody else or if she sniffs something that she's going to be gone. As a matter of fact, I had people ask me, hey, was were you out with someone else? Oh, uh, yeah, I was. Can't believe you did that. But they didn't go nowhere. Mm. They didn't go nowhere. Mm. So why would I conduct myself differently as a man? And this is to the, the woman listening, because part of it is the investment you make in yourself and your willingness to love yourself despite anybody else. That's right. Despite how it makes you feel saying, nope, I am not going to put up with that. Exactly. Because when a good man does come along and he has the right mindset, like yes, I had does. when I met Pam. Yes. You know what he does? He says, all right, I got to make this investment. Got to make it. And Pam knew. Absolutely. You know, what you're discussing now is emotional discipline mm. and you are talking about emotional investment. The key is emotional. What discipline are you going to put in place when you have to look over to the side? You ain't made no emotional discipline before that, mm. that relationship. You start, uh. ch- you start holding hands and looking <clears throat> at her immediately after the first date. So, so by the time you crossed, I do, you didn't have to turn around because yeah. you had already disciplined yourself. Well, I told her, I said, you know, we were, I mean, we were boyfriend and girlfriend. I said, I'm in. See, mm. I'm in. That's this investment. Is this is it. That's investment. You know, like this is, we might as well be married. Exactly. That's what, I mean, that's what I used to tell her because I knew like that was, it was over for me. I'm I'm done. This is it. The stockyard reached a record low this week. However, they said, don't sell, don't sell. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. But people will see a a record low in their their relationship. Sell, jump out. After years of investment. Years of investment. Years of investment. Wow. That's a wonderful analogy. Absolutely. It, it, it'll come back. The, the housing market. Oh, it hit hard. Oh, my God. But, but we don't what? we don't go get rid of all our real estate, do we? We came back. We came back. There are peaks and valleys. There are ups and downs. Don't sell out when it's when it's on the low. Mm. You just gave away all your investment, all that work you did. Somebody going to come and G snatch your husband up and, and, and benefit from all of it. And now I'm better. Now I know how to now and, I know and, how to be a all husband. All that good stuff that you didn't put in <laughs> you there. You left me and mm. now I know how to be See? a husband. Yep. I know how to be a father. Uh-huh. I can change diaper. <laughs> I can do all kinds of things. I'm taking care of her children. <laughs> See? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> you tossing out the baby with the bathwater. You don't oh, want to do it. Man. So, love, where can they find you again? I mean, because I mean, you've been tossing out gems. Let me tell you something. If the stock market is low in your marriage right now, mm-hmm. you know, and and this is one of the things I do as your coach. I want to bring people on that can help you. All right, and but you got to make an investment. You're not free. That's right. You're not free. Absolutely. You know, and that, that young man who was driving the Uber who want Jordans, I wonder how his marriage is doing. And if he just invested that $200 in his marriage, well, how would it change everything? See? He might be able to have a couple of pair. Okay. Right? So, love, where can they find you and make an investment in the marriage? LoveMcPherson.com. Love McPherson everywhere. Facebook. Follow me. Uh, like you said, I'm throwing out gems every day. Love McPherson on Facebook. Love McPherson on Instagram. Love McPherson on LinkedIn. Love me. So M C P H E R S O N. I take it y'all know how to spell love. Oh, yeah. I, I would hope so. If you won't love, you should know how to, how to spell it. And love will be at the Murder Mediocrity Summit, March 31st, 2018, building the second pillar of relationship and love. Here's the thing. I can tell you white right now. The ticket is half price. Mm-hmm. You will have an hour of love. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can't get, you can't get an hour with love 
for the price of this ticket. That's true. Okay. <laughs> you cannot get. And one of the reasons I put the summit together is because I know not everybody has the coinage to invest in themselves, right? To invest in what they need to know about their health and well-being, to invest in what they need to know about their relationships mm-hmm. and how to love, mm-hmm. how to love themselves, right? Mm-hmm. To invest in how to create money, right? Because money is something we create, oh, yeah. right? Create money and do work that aligns mm-hmm. with getting money, right? And then also how to do work aligned with your purpose. That's so right. I put this summit together so that we could bring in personalities and experts like love. Mm-hmm. So you all can get what you need to live the best life, to murder mediocrity in your life. And so love, I mean, this has been phenomenal. By the way, you can buy the tickets at murdermediocrity.com. Go there, get the tickets. Early bird price right now, 50% off. Wow. Don't wait until I announce all the speakers, y'all. Uh-oh. Okay, I announced two today, Love McPherson and Matt Zappala. Mm. Like I said, I got an actor and comedian that's going to be there to mm. make sure we don't get the lunchtime uh, snoozes, <laughs> okay, to bring us back. There you go. You, I can't say the name because they haven't signed yet. They're going to sign this week. But the early bird price is over this week, mm. right? So I'm telling you, get your tickets now, murdermediocrity.com. Okay, so we got about eight minutes left. What's on your heart, love, and Tony? Like in terms of your ministry, your purpose, and helping relationships, helping people really learn. Because that's that's what I'm getting, right? We need to learn how to love. That's right. right. I heard two things earlier, early on in the first hour, sacrifice. Yes. Right? Making the sacrifice to receive the benefit. Mm-hmm. Okay? I heard the two questions that you all ask each other every year. How did I do last year? How can I do better? Mm-hmm. Right? That Pam and I are going to start asking each other. Great. Mm-hmm. You know what, honey? We're we going we not going to just wait for the anniversary. We're going to do it quarterly. Yeah. <laughs> we newlyweds. We newlyweds. We got to ask yeah, a little yeah, more, right? Yeah. More yeah, yeah. more frequently. Especially right. when you have yeah. a new child. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I exactly. encourage that. Exactly. Okay. Um, we, Tony brought up the closet and how. One of the things that happens when we get married is the closet gets exposed. And in love, you expounded on that. Mm-hmm. You know, how that closet gets exposed and we start to learn things about ourselves and about each other that nobody else knows. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody married can vouch for that, right? Um, so what, what else do we need to know? I have to chime in on this because I am on WVON, which is the talk of Chicago, but this is a community uh, relationship, uh, a, a community station. I have to say this. We, as the black community, yes, we need to develop relationship skills because the things that have been passed down to us are not conducive to long-term relationships. A lot of times we think it's about the love. It's not about the love. You see people go straight to, to divorce court and say, I still love them, but I just can't live with them. Why? Because they don't have the skills for a relationship. I, I always use the analogy that the if you had a bottle of water, the water is pure. The water is clean. The water is God. God is love. So lo- water never fails. It's going to always quench your thirst as long as it's pure. You open up that top but but if the bottle 
it has a big hole in it. You can pour water into that bottle all day long, but it's coming out. And we have cracks in our community from the trauma that mm. has happened in our homes. Yes. And this trauma started from shut up, don't do anything about it. Back in slavery days, that mm. was a survival. Mm. Shut up, don't, uh, keep working through your pain, don't say anything. But we have carried that down into our community. Don't tell my business. Y'all have watched people beat your mothers to a pulp. You have watched somebody, or you have been in homes where you didn't have any food, you didn't have anything. You have been talked to all kind of ways, and you continue to think that you can continue to move forward in a relationship. You have a cracked bottle. You have holes in mm. your soul and you are trying to take that and you know why somebody in a relationship with you is so thirsty? Because the hole is way at the bottom of the bottle and all they getting is drips when you try to pour something. Mm. And what you need to do in as uh, we have to do as a people, we have to develop skills. There are skills yes. in dealing with relationships. It's not just about, I got to love you harder. There are skills. Mm. And we come to people looking for them to fill the holes, and they're broken themselves. You're attracting broken people who you want to fill the holes. Love, you gonna, they you can't make even me get break, up. They can't even do their own brokenness. So you've got to go to people who can see and spot your your uh, your holes. I'm one of those. That you might have somebody else. Linnell started years before. But whatever you have to do, you've got to fix these holes in our community, in these relationships. That's why you have black men schooling other men to don't get married as though marriage is the issue. Marriage is not the issue. Your wounds, your trauma. Trauma mm. is the Greek mm. word for wounds. Your wound is the issue, not the woman wow okay wow 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 in my earlobe right now (laughs) (laughs) we gotta talk about it in this community and and you're right you laid a great foundation especially when you talked about our families going back into slavery yes Uh, too many of our families have been shut down and our boys and in the family today that's the way they have been raised absolutely shut up don't mm-hmm. share my business. But if we can exemplify, we can put a big light on how to listen, yes. how to communicate, how to be that partner, how to be that friend, yes. how to have a relationship. Absolutely. We can move forward in our families, in our marriages. Yes. We can be successful. We can build up empires. We can have. Mm. It's not a thing where, no, this is my business. This is what I'm doing. You don't get into my business. What happens to you, man? Once you leave this earth, somebody need to know how to navigate that business, pass it down to the children. Mama need to know. It's not a thing where we just shut the door, open that closet right now and see that you can have a very successful marriage. Two things, two components. I always say it, listening and communicating. Mm. That's right. That's right. Well, what I what I just heard, folks, yeah, here's the thing. You all hear me every Sunday. I love bringing in new people who are saying the same thing. But what I just heard is relationship starts right here. Yes, it does. That's right. It starts right here doing self-assessment, mm-hmm. personal development. That's right. Identifying where my holes are. Yes. What, where are my leaks where I can't mm-hmm. give to my wife the way I want to give to my wife because I, I have a wound from the past. Absolutely. Sealing those things up so I can step into relationship whole and complete 
to be vulnerable and authentic with the person that I'm with. Absolutely. Otherwise, I'm not ready. Otherwise, I'm I'm not there. So, hey, if you want more of love, you need to be there March 31st, 2018. The discount code is early bird. I think we can all early spell bird. that, <laughs> right? The discount code is early bird. Go to murdermediocrity.com, purchase your ticket. I promise you they will not be this cheap again. I said it two weeks ago. Those prices haven't come back. They're not coming back. So get this, get your ticket right now. Love will be there. You will have an hour of love. She yes, says she she's going to be there the whole day. Yeah. If your marriage needs help, you need to go to her website, which is lovemcpherson.com. Lovemcpherson.com. Invest in yourself. Invest in your marriage. Let's invest in our relationships because this will take us. It will take our communities to the next level. And that's what murdering mediocrity is all about. It's about a commitment to excellence, a commitment to yourself. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining. Again, this is Linnell Harris. You've been listening to Inspirational Perspective on WBON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. I'll be back next week with Matt Zapala. We're talking work and money, and I know you want to get some money. Money, 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 money. Join me again next week. Talk to you later.